Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. I've got a little legal advice for you. If you ever find yourself needing to go to court and stand before a judge who is going to make a very important decision based on something that you did or did not do that was within the law, I recommend that you try as best you can to get your case before the judge before lunchtime. Similarly, if you are needing to go to see a doctor and you are thinking that you are going to receive some kind of a prescription, likewise, I would recommend that you make your appointment for the morning time or at the very latest, right before lunch. Why am I giving you this advice? Where am I going with today's episode? It's been researched that as the day goes on, there is this interesting phenomenon called decision fatigue that sets in. So in scenario number one, where we're talking about a courtroom scenario, it was found when it's been researched that judges are grant more pardons, lighter sentences, dismiss more cases, grant parole, more before lunch, typically like in the, in the morning time, rather than after lunch. They're harsher, they're stricter, they're not wanting to listen as much. Same thing happens in the medical profession with doctors. What they have found when they've researched this is that doctors make more errors when prescribing medicines in the afternoon versus in the morning time. This is attributed to something called decision fatigue. We think about it, a judge and a doctor are both responsible for making some pretty important decisions. And they've got to make, that's their, that's their job description. That's what they do. The judge makes important decisions on the law and was it broken or not? And what's going to be the sentence and all of that, what's going to be the penalty? And the doctor likewise makes very important decisions on our health and what's the best course of action for our health and what medicines need to be prescribed, so on and so forth. So as these two, the judge and the doctor, go about their days, as they make more and more decisions, what we find is that at some point, they begin to succumb to what's called decision fatigue and their decision making is maybe not as sharp as it once was. Their intuition is not as good as it was at the beginning of the day or earlier in the day. They lose a little bit of that edge. They lose maybe a little bit of their expertise. Not that they're bad at what they do. It's just the normal thing that happens to all of us. For those of us listening, we're not judges and we're not doctors, but there's tremendous application for us here. Many of us know, we, we know that 
this thing called decision fatigue exists. We under we understand it. Very simple example of this is somebody that is looking to lose weight. Somebody that's looking to lose weight generally makes can make a pretty sound nutritional decision for breakfast. But by the time they get to dinner, it's a little bit harder to make that decision to have the healthy meal and forego the dessert or what have you. So what, what's the application? We know that decision fatigue exists. We can't deny that we've all been a victim of it at some point. So how do we position ourselves to not be affected as much by decision fatigue? And the answer is very simple. We limit the number of decisions that we need to make in our daily routines and in our lives. It's really simple. That, that's, that's the answer. So when we look at famous people, successful people, for example, if you do a Facebook search, you're going to find, uh, for Mark Zuckerberg, you're going to find that the images that come up of Mark Zuckerberg, he's pretty much always wearing the same thing. This was similar to Steve Jobs that you'll find pretty much always wearing the same thing. If we think about a lot of successful people, we can find that, man, they dress pretty much the same every single day. Why do they do that? They understand decision fatigue and they're doing something about it. Choosing to take what I'm going to wear every day out of the equation, choosing what I'm going to wear, a, a school uniform, so the child does not have to think about what they're going to wear, that eliminates that one decision that is going to give us that little bit extra energy, motivation, insight, intuition, whatever you want to call it, to be able to make another decision down the line. And if we can just wear the same thing every day so that when a Steve Jobs or a Mark Zuckerberg, when they have to make decisions about Apple or Facebook, that seems like a more important decision where they'd want to have more of their expertise available than what they decided to wear to go to the office that morning. We need to connect the dots though because it doesn't seem like these things are connected. It doesn't seem like they're related. Mario, how is me wearing the same thing every day and taking that decision off of the table going to make me better at X, whatever it is, right? How is that going to put me in a position to be more successful? Going back to the dieting example, and I'm going to ask some good questions here. I'm going to ask some insightful questions. Do we position ourselves to combat decision fatigue? Or are we setting ourselves up to, to fall prey to decision fatigue? And going back to the dieting example, preparing 
our meals ahead of time. If I prepare my lunch when I get ready to go to work and I meal prep, a lot of people are into that. Why is meal prepping so successful? Is it, is it hard work? Is it hard to prepare all of your meals before you, you know, head out the door or for the week or whatever? Yes, it's, it's front loaded. It's pretty difficult to do that. But what have you removed from the equation? You've removed the decision fatigue that may come in when your coworkers are going out to lunch. You've already got your lunch made. There's no decision to be made. You've got a lunch that's prepared. You don't have to make a decision. The decision has already been made for you. For those of us that work out, are we positioning ourselves to fall victim to decision fatigue? Do we take our clothes, our workout clothes with us to work? Do we lay our workout clothes like on the kitchen counter so that when we walk in and we want to go sit down on the couch or we want to go into the refrigerator, we see our workout clothes? Like these kinds of things, the decisions get made for uh, positioning ourselves to the, for those decisions to be made for us. Now, the opposite end of this is, well, what about grit? I mean, we hear about grit so often. Well, what about grit, Mario? I should just be able to, you know, just plow through that. And, you know, it doesn't even matter if I don't bring my lunch. I should have the willpower to be able to say no to my coworkers, I mean, if you want to soldier up and you want to be the tough person that walks around and says that, then that that's, I guess that's okay. But I mean, if we're looking at the examples around us of successful people and they're not doing that so that they can have the insight and the intuition and such to make more, more powerful, bigger decisions, then why wouldn't we emulate their examples and why wouldn't we follow along with that principle? There are going to be plenty of times when we will have to make difficult decisions that are going to require grit, where decision fatigue is going to set in. For example, just because I prepped my meal for lunch and I didn't have to exert any willpower to say no to my coworkers. It was a straight shot. It was an automated response because I could easily say, Hey, I've, I've, I've got my lunch already guys. Thanks for inviting me, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and eat here. Okay. So you got away with not having to exert grit there, but what about when there's cupcakes for somebody's birthday in the break room? That was something you couldn't, you can't meal prep for that. There's nothing you can do about that. You're going to have to exert some grit there, aren't you? You're going to have to do something, think a certain way, position yourself a certain way to not give in to having that cupcake, to going in there and having that sweet. Same thing with, well, you know, I I got away with one, Mario. I'm, I'm mindless because I did what you said. I set my clothes out. And so I just hop on the bike or I put my running shoes on and I go out and I do my thing and I didn't have to exert any, any grit to, to make that decision. It was already made for me. I, I just, I, I work out. That's what I do. But while you're working out, is there not maybe going to come a point where, you know, 
I feel like I've done enough today. Maybe I can just cut this one short and just make up for it tomorrow. Or, you know, it's, it's really kind of hot. Or something along those lines. Now you're going to have to exert some grit. You're going to have to have that extra little bit of quote-unquote willpower to make the correct decision in that scenario. And setting your clothes out before time is not going to help you with that decision. But you see, by setting your clothes out, you've got that little extra bit to throw at that difficult decision to say, no, I'm going to keep going. I understand that it's hot. That's okay. It's Texas. It's fine. Keep going. Right? So we're trying to, we're trying to save. Okay. We're trying to have a savings account where we can deposit valuable monies that we can withdraw when we need to make big decisions. Choosing what we're going to wear in the morning is not a big decision. Choosing what we're going to eat for lunch is not a big decision. Choosing whether or not we're going to work out is not a big decision. There are a lot of really small, unimportant decisions that we typically will spend too much time thinking about, too much time ruminating about, too much time getting stressed and anxious about. And what we can see from successful folks, from high-level performers, is they make it to where those things aren't even a thought. They recognize them as unimportant, and so therefore, they make them unimportant by making them bland, by making them automated, by making them simple decisions to make so that the more difficult decisions, the more important decisions, the decisions that we truly have to pay attention to in order for us to achieve our goals, in order for us to be the best version of ourselves, we can give more to those decisions. So I'm going to end with this. Here's your exercise for today. Here's something that you can do. Think about your day. Think about just start to finish your day and see if you can pick up a pattern. See if you can pick up a pattern of, you know, I come out of the gate and, and, and I wake up in the morning and my hair's on fire and I'm just, I'm running and I'm just doing all the right things. I'm plugged into my process. Everything's tip top. And as the day goes on, I'm, I'm a little bit weaker. I'm a little bit weaker. I'm a little bit weaker. And man, by the end of the day, I am just a pile of sludge and I'm just making terrible decisions and I'm just doing the things that like, I I know that I shouldn't be doing and I'm, I'm getting away from my process and I'm spending time on my phone or whatever. And it's just, it's really hurting my performance. All right. So track that. And then after you track that, do, do this, you know, give a rough estimate around what time is that? I mean, if your days look the same and most of our days look a lot the same, then you can probably track it, man, around 1130, man, you know, after lunch at about three, the wheels start coming off, track that and then go back and, and, and find the places where you're making, you're giving mental energy to decisions that that can be automated and wouldn't require mental energy. Go back and find where those are and then begin to 
take those decisions and automate them. Put in a pre-programmed response to those decisions, take them out so they're null and void and they're no longer decisions. Just take them out of the equation and do that. This may take some time. It may not be something you can do all in one day because for many of us, we've got a lot of little small decisions. I mean, this is going to be a really insightful exercise because what we're going to find is, you know, you're thinking, oh man, maybe I've got like two of these or man, Mario, I don't know if I've got any. And then as you do the exercise, you're going to find out you've got five or 10 of these or 15 of these. Again, they can be the small, the smallest thing that you can think of like literally you you you're you're putting a lot of effort into you know the decision of which shoes you're going to wear in the morning that that's one really small but i want you to write it down i want you to take stock of it and then as you begin to take these out of the equation begin to keep notes on how all of a sudden the decision fatigue used to come at 11:45 and now it's coming at 12:15 and now it's coming at 2 o'clock and as you take these decisions out you'll notice that your decision fatigue sets in later and later and later and you're able to do more quality work you're able to do deeper work you're able to stay plugged into your process you're able to be more consistent That sounds like the keys to being successful to me. So let's be gentle. I always recommend being gentle with ourselves because a lot of us, when it comes to decision fatigue, a lot of us are not aware. I I get it. Maybe you're making bad decisions. I get it. You're not plugging into your process. I get it. You're checking out at a certain time. But I just gave you something very, very simple that can be one of the big culprits as to why that's happening. And it doesn't have as much to do with you as it does to do with you and how you're interacting with your environment. Sure, it still has something to do with you, right? Because you're the individual, you're the performer. But notice I said to do with you and how you are interacting with your environment around you. That's, that's key. I'm not isolating you as an individual and saying it's all your fault. I'm saying, hey, you plus your environment, notice how you're interacting with your environment. Notice how you're relating to it in terms of making these decisions ones that you have to take on, making them more important that they really are. And once you begin to dumb those down and take them out altogether, then you'll realize that your performance will improve and we're not even talking about changing anything within yourself. See, I'm, I'm leaving you untouched. All I'm asking you to do is have your shoes out. I wear the same shoes every single day. I, I do. Like, have your shoes out. Make your lunch ahead of time. That has nothing to do with your DNA and your characteristics as a person. That has everything to do with, it's your environment, the ingredients are in the fridge, go make it. So decision fatigue, it slows us down, but we 
have a recipe. We have a remedy. We have a prescription that can help us to combat decision fatigue. We're never going to be fully immune to decision fatigue. I need us to understand this will be the last point that I make. We're not going to be immune to this. I mean, you can, you can debug your house all you want and use as much Febreze and Lysol as you want. You still can catch a cold. It's still, decision fatigue is still going to come for us. We're still going to feel some of it regardless of how we structure our environment and how many decisions we take off the table. It's still coming. We need that though because the struggle is necessary to be successful. I mean, it can't be flawless. We can't just glide through the water without any kind of resistance because then everybody would be successful. Everybody would be a high performer. So the decision fatigue is going to come around, but we want to make those moments of decision fatigue as few as possible. We'll be ready to take them on when they come, but we don't want them coming on every five minutes. If we can have them coming on every couple of hours, then we're going to be further upstream than the other individual who hasn't made the necessary steps to combat decision fatigue and is having to fight through these difficult moments every five minutes and we're only facing them every two hours, we're, we're going to be ahead on our journey. Hence, over time, we find ourselves ahead of them in the race. We find ourselves being more successful and performing at a higher level. Okay, folks, there you have it. Decision fatigue. We know it. We're aware of it. What are we going to do about it? I would love to hear some of the tension points for you, where does decision fatigue occur? When does it occur? What is it exactly that you feel is causing the decision fatigue? What are some of the unimportant decisions that you feel you've been placing a little bit too much stock in making that's holding you back from being able to plug into your process and be a little bit more consistent? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys are awesome. You guys have a fantastic weekend. I will be back on Monday with more great content for you guys. If you miss me over the weekend, go on back and check some of the previous episodes. Got some great stuff on there. Share the podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Y'all know. Appreciate you guys. Until next time.